0: Alright, you guys wanna do this? Do this bad boy? Let's turn this party out. Ladies and gentlemen, make yourselves comfortable. I am Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barton. And this is Mad. About Movie.
1: Da, 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 da!
0: You sound
1: insane. You like that? Oh, yeah. It's the whole world gone crazy! Is it's showtime. Mad about movies is all you need to listen to about the world of cinema. We break down movie news, movie rumors, opinions, columns, anything you want to hear about in the world of cinema. We break down on this show. Then, at the end of the show, we break down one single movie
0: that is our movie of the week. That is exactly right, Richard, and today,
2: Brian, what is the movie of the week? The movie of the week is the Best Picture nominated uh, Zero Dark Thirty.
0: I am bad news. I'm not your friend. I'm not going to help you. I'm going to break you. Any
2: questions? Controversial uh, for its content, uh, also very important film, I think. So uh, we're we're excited to talk about this one today. I'm very excited as well,
0: uh, Richard. Are you excited? I'm excited, and once again, if you have not seen Zero
1: Dark Thirty, you are more than welcome to listen to the first half of this podcast. Exactly. We will then break off, we'll give you plenty of warning, no spoiler alerts here, and then, pardon me, you can just head off, do your own thing, and we will sit here by ourselves, alone, (laughs) and break down Zero Dark Thirty.
0: Exactly. All by our lonesome, and we'll have a good time doing it, I promise you. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm staring out the window at the rain right now as we speak. Yeah, and I've got incense burning. And I'm in the dark, and so it's very personal, and it's um, but it's fun. It's fun personal. Uh, I'm in a
1: bubble bath right now.
0: Exactly. Hey, um, all right. Well, let's get things kicked off. A little bit of movie news. Uh, Brian,
2: anything you want to mention right off the top? Yeah, I, I got nothing. Uh, it's been one of those weeks. I'm relying on you guys for movie news today. So it's been one of those weeks where this thing called um, – I think you—it's a job or a job, perhaps. Right, uh, Maybe it's a soft J, Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. pretty crazy. So I've been a little bit out of it this week, and uh, I'm excited for what you guys are going to bring to the table for me this week. That's okay. We have nothing, so let's. <laughs> All right, well, see you guys next week. Uh... <laughs> no, I have. Uh...
0: Luckily, um, there's always Star Wars news. Um, right. So we can. It's
1: going to just become a Star Wars podcast. It's going to be.
0: It's. As long as there's relevant Star Wars news that's breaking as, we, uh, as we're recording these podcasts, I feel like uh, we should mention them. And the only ones are – they have confirmed what the um, spinoff movies are going to be about.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't believe we haven't – I don't think we've recorded uh, since they've done that. Uh, I think last, po- last podcast we were speculating Yoda I think.
2: Right, right.
0: And um, so Brian, do you know who they've uh, confirmed?
2: Yeah, the two that we've uh, the two that we've heard is is Han Solo or Han Solo, depending right. upon how you want to pronounce that, and Boba Fett. Right. Um, which I think are probably the two, uh, the two that you could have guessed off the top. You know that it was probably going to end up being, um, uh-huh. but still no less exciting. I think uh, that's that's two prime suspects for uh, that are worth a worth a look in a standalone sort of movie. So right. I'm excited. I, I agree with you. Who would who would your
0: choice? Uh, who would your choice have been uh, if I know? I know I had my own um, ideas of who I wanted the spinoff movies to be about. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. I I think honestly, honestly, those would probably be my first two choices. Assu- assuming that Han Solo is going to get, we're going to get Chewbacca involved. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, uh, then I'm good with that. Um, but and, I think and the hopefully they, to uh, hopefully they get
0: of the Hutt backstory in there too.
2: Yeah, like yeah. how he rises
0: yeah. to power. That's kind of a I wanted them to go into that a little bit more. I thought that was intriguing. Good I think
1: they should just title it 12 Parseps <laughs> and have it just be a, a buddy comedy. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. With to Chewie and Han.
2: Kessel Run. That's it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, that, yeah, I, That's really exciting. I feel like they've already tried to do the Boba Fett origin story though with the prequels. Right. The whole Jango Fett, Boba Fett as a kid and all that um, didn't really go over well. So I, hopefully right. they – I mean hopefully like – is Zack Snyder or somebody gets a hold of it and makes it really sweet,
2: you know? Right. It would be great if they could just erase what happened in the prequels away from the canon, as far as, at least as far as Boba Fett is is concerned, and just completely start over and just say we're not. That didn't happen. Don't don't doubt on. George Lucas because okay. he probably will do that someday, just like yeah. he did with the original Star Wars
0: movies. They never existed that way, you know. Right. He'll probably right. just change yeah. them up and re-edit them, and then burn every original copy of the of the prequels so who would your
1: your choices be for boba fett and or han solo casting this is all just conjecture obviously but if you had to pick
0: right well i think you got to go obviously uh joseph gordon levitt maybe for han solo Uh, yeah that could work i think that would be awesome
1: i'm also thinking i have for some reason i have bradley cooper on my brain Ooh, yeah that but I mean, I, you, but right? I
0: always do. I mean, but that's <laughs>
1: just, just cause it's Tuesday. Man. I love him. No, but, uh, I think he has that kind of, he can have, I think he has the look a little more than JGL. Right. But uh, I think,
0: I think they probably want to cast a little bit younger. I mean, Han was like in his thirties yeah, when they did the originals. So that's true. I don't know. They were doing a, they probably want to go back a little bit further. Um, yeah. that's true.
2: I probably. think my choice off the top of my head, my, my first choices would be Ryan Gosling. Um, oh, that's good. I'm a like big that. fan of his. Wow, that'd be I, awesome. I see, I see him doing a lot of different things. I think he'd be good in the role, so um, I'd enjoy seeing that. But there's, I really feel like there's a lot of choices that you could have. Fastbender character, yeah, Fassbender. Um Maybe Nathan Fillion from uh, Castle. Oh yeah, and yeah, and all that stuff. Um Vin he kinda, Yeah, totally. He can play anything. Um, the John Rock, Goodman. Maybe. You know, don't count John <laughs> yes. Goodman out. Just go old, old Han Solo, and, and have it be Goodman. That would be all. I would watch the heck. He can out conquer of that. any role. He's proven he can conquer any role. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Black Han Solo. Yeah.
0: Cat <laughs> Williams. I mean, I'm up for anything, really. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and the Boba Fett one kind of interests interests me more than the um the Yoda one. The Yoda one didn't really interest me just because it would, probably would have been a CGI Yoda for an entire movie. I don't know if I could have handled that. Unless there yeah, were other interesting characters close. along with it, maybe. And
1: lot, one of the – I don't remember which one, but one of the prequels is pretty Yoda intensive. Like I feel like we already have our Yoda story. Right. And you know what? I'm cool. He whipped that guy's butt with the lightsaber and then walked off with the cane and everyone shoot. <laughs> yep. That's all yeah. we
0: need. Yeah, he did the backflip already. We've seen all <laughs> yeah, we need yeah, to we've see. We've seen him backflip. Exactly. Um, hey, uh, so any other, movie, any other movie news you guys want to talk about? Uh,
1: uh well we've got let's see. I have
0: um another one that's sort of in the star not in the Star Wars vein, but JJ Abrams has said he's working on a movie for Portal, the video game. Okay. Do you yeah, uh, do I you see, know about Portal?
1: I don't I'm I'm blissfully ignorant of all things video games, uh post uh Mario Kart SNES. <laughs> Right.
2: Brian, I know do you know about what Portal? It is, but never, yeah, I I mean I know what it is, but I've never played it. I'm also fairly um terrible at video games. So, uh, I never I've never been a huge video game guy. But I know I know the concept and it's it's an interesting It's more it's of an, a a puzzle game. Uh-huh. Uh kind of uh I mean, you have to create
0: these portals to try to find your way out of a room. And so um there's this gun that shoots portals or whatever. It's a really intriguing game, a uh, really fun game, and it would make a really good movie. And with J.J. Abrams behind it, I think it it could be really cool. So yeah, look forward to that. That's all I'll say. Go play Portal because you got a couple years until the movie comes out. So you want to <laughs> right? How's he going to squeeze
2: for... that into his schedule? That's what oh I man,
0: thinking. dude, this guy is so busy, and he's got a ton of TV show series, um, yeah, yeah, uh, coming out too yeah. in development, <laughs> and you know, he's he's got Star Trek three and, and in two, and in Star Wars. I mean. He's he's got he's actually vacuuming the other room at my house right now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> good guy, great guy. Yeah, they do anything for the fans. that's, yeah. that's his bit. And I'm right. not even that big of
1: a fan. That's what's right. really weird.
2: He's trying to win you over. Yeah, that's maybe that's it. it.
0: Speaking of TV series, what have you guys been watching Ooh. on TV? Okay, that's a good question. So Go for I'm it.
1: hooked on uh, House of Cards. Okay, I'm glad oh, you okay. mentioned
0: that because that's why I brought it up. I wanted to talk about House of Cards. Oh, um, man. So I've awesome. Been, I have been watching it as well. Um, and those of you who don't know what it is, Richard, can you please explain House sure. of Cards? Sure, House of
1: Cards is sort of not only a show but also a grand announcement of the format. It is a Netflix original program. So all 13 episodes were released a few weeks ago at one in one moment on Netflix trying to redefine the way we watch television. So – that is, it, it stars Kevin Spacey as Frank Underwood, who's a congressman and uh, majority whip in the in the yep. House. Uh, Robin Wright Penn, Kate, Mara, Kate um, Mara, a few other people. I'm spacing on.
2: Directed, directed by, by David Fincher. Constance,
1: yeah, David Fincher directed a few episodes. Joel Schumacher <laughs> directed yeah. a few episodes. Uh, Constance uh, Zimmer, I think, is her name, is in it as well. Good actress. So it's, it's excellent. I would give it an A so far. I'm only six episodes in though of the 13.
0: Right. I am a um, terrible turn. I am only about four episodes in and Richard, I knew you would be crazy about this show. I was hoping you hadn't seen it because I wanted to mention it because it's very, uh, I mean, you're into politics probably more than way more than Brian or I. Um, so, um, I knew you'd be super into it. So what are your thoughts about it?
1: OK, so it is <laughs> it is essentially tailor made for me because it not only includes uh, politics and sort of the backstabbing nature of politics, which we know I love and read every book on and I'm uh-huh, a huge yeah. nerd about. Right. But also, um, I don't know if you know this about me, Kent. I am a pretty normal guy. I would say my interests are pretty normal. Uh, I have one weird thing where I'm a pretty nutty Shakespeare guy. And, uh, I, I've heard.
0: I, I think you have told me that. Yeah. So this—I don't think you remember telling me. This show
1: me that. is extremely Shakespearean. It's all about power and corruption. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, right. it's, it's, uh, Macbeth and Richard the Third all rolled at the one. It has this very questionable uh, protagonist who's actually the bad guy, but you know is really a good guy. We root for him. I love Richard the Third, ironically, or I guess not ironically, but uh, coincidentally. Uh, Kevin Spacey just got done playing uh, Richard III for the last, oh gosh, three or four years in a really cool production of that play. And you can really see, even though the characters are vastly different, you can really, or not, or, you know, one's from South Carolina and one's the King of England. Uh, There's so much that he probably learned from that performance that he puts into Frank Underwood. Uh, it's, uh, It's just a really good show. It's plotted really well. The dialogue's a little. Uh, shaky at times just because when you watch this sort of insider political thing you think of Aaron Sorkin or these kind of masters of dialogue. Right, I would yeah, say, yeah. It's I a little the...
0: um, uh, attempting to be Sorkinesque. Uh, esque yeah. a lot. And so I
1: would say it, it succeeds and even exceeds uh, as far as plot development and character go. I think the character is really deep and really rich. I would say the only place where it isn't quite as good as something Sorkin or uh, I'm trying to think of a few other people that write in that space but uh, it, I would say the dialogue is maybe a... Eight out of ten, as a, instead of a nine or ten, but I mean it's excellent. The I mean Kevin Spacey's so locked in. I mean we haven't seen him like this in probably ten years, aside from you know if you were lucky enough to see him in the theater. And uh, he's and, wh- he's
0: one of my favorites uh, yeah, ever. Two time so Academy Award at- winner. Just um, he's one of the yeah one of the gems. You know, and this character is so. I mean, you could tell he just loves
1: playing it. I mean, it's just built for him. And he and I would say the you know, as good as he is, I was talking to a friend about this today. The real star of that show is is kind of the production designer. Because I mean the the clothes and the sets and everything are just unbelievably it's a really beautiful and a lot of that's fincher the way he shoots it, but a lot of it's just the way it's designed. Uh just a really
0: cool I love the it I mean is, I'm in. Yeah. I'm
1: I can't wait. I'm probably I watch one or two before I go to bed every night. I can't wait to me too watch. yeah I've been watch I've been falling
0: today. asleep to it it's it's not not in a bad way but it's great yeah. um uh Brian have you see, familiar
2: with house of cards I haven't gotten to watch it yet um just been too busy but I, I'm excited about it because I, I the first thing I asked Richard when when he was talking to me about it was are we getting what what Kevin Spacey are we getting are we getting the Kevin Spacey who's locked in and is really into the character or are we getting? The Kevin Spacey, who's just here collecting a paycheck, and Kent, uh, would you answer
1: this for me? Because I already answered for Brian, but go ahead and if it's go ahead and with your answer.
0: He, I, I say, he has one of the most convincing South Carolinian accents that I've seen, and yeah. for a Washington politician in the, a long the time. Thing
1: I like about this show, too, Brian. I know you'll appreciate this because you're sort of disinterested, but the show is really, and I think purposefully apolitical. They right. never, they never talk about a single issue. It's all about these relationships. Like yeah. I believe he's a Democrat. Frank Underwood is a Democrat, but the only reason you know that is because he's taking out other Democrats in the Congress. And right. it, it's never like, well, we've got to. this is going to make a statement on this issue. No, it's much more about the, the kind of back channel backstabbing and things like that, that you never really get to see portrayed. Sure. Uh, that on sure. a show. So, I mean, it's not, I would say it's a, it's a show about politics that is no way about no way macro political. It's only political in the sense of mano V mano, you know, people sure.
2: outwitting each other. Uh, but the, I really like how, uh, sort of apolitical it is. Yeah. Well, I'm very interested and I, I, the concept in, intrigues me. I, spacey when he's on, like I said, is incredible. I mean, he's one of the best actors in the world when he's on. And, and I'm, I'm also just interested from the standpoint of, I want to see how the, uh, how the format plays out. Um, yeah. Just because I'm I'm so excited about Arrested Development, mm-hmm. um, and I I'm I, I kind of want to get a it's almost like a an opportunity to get a preview, you know, I many yeah. of, of how Perfect. that's going to work, and that that almost in some ways that interests me almost. Also, more
1: Brian, than, I, I mean, I know you've sure got a few is. things ahead of it on the queue, and you don't want to dive into a full 13 episodes, but if you can this week, seriously, watch the first episode,
2: okay? Because I, I think will. you'll I'm really you,
1: you it's yeah. almost standalone, mm-hmm. um, the, especially the first two episodes. Those are the two Fincher did. Um, I think you could watch those two, take a break, and then maybe come back to the show when you have more time. But I think you would right. really enjoy almost as a movie watching the first episode or two. Okay,
2: I'll I'll give that a shot, and I'll, I'll try to report back on next yeah. week's episode. Yeah, because I'd love to hear your your thoughts on. Yeah,
0: that. I yeah I wanted to just ask you guys what it let to have a conversation about the um just the experiment the format that this show is being released um obviously. It's something very new, but it's very exciting to me. I was so stoked mm-hmm. to just go on there one day and have the entire season, yeah, I mean, so cool, on there. Right. And Arrested development, it's going to be like Christmas morning oh, when, I, know. I, when yeah. I get that. So, uh, I think this is going to be Netflix is going to be like the new HBO. I mean, people are going to take these series there and you know they're going to make money back, you know, mm-hmm. from obviously they're going to be able to track how many people are downloading and all that, you know. Better so than they know, would probably would with HBO more accurately.
1: So you guys know I work in like uh, wireless, you know, technologies. So the kind of cool, one of the cool right. things about
0: my job is that I get these, uh,
1: these what's called the CEA Smart Brief, and that's uh-huh. the Consumer Electronics Smart Brief. So every day on my email, I have, a, and anyone can sign up for this. I just knew to sign up for it because of my job, but it's just a kind of a ten story rundown of what's going on in, in the world of consumer electronics, and that's. Fairly broad. as everything from cell phones to game consoles to, you know, anything. And, uh, and anyway, the, one of the lead stories on there today was now Xbox Live or Xbox. Microsoft is looking and in, in purchasing uh, scripts right now to begin their own original programming. So wow. it could be something where – uh, you know, Netflix obviously kind of enters the fold, but it could be a thing where, you know, you have HBO, but now you have Showtime and now you have all that stuff. So it could uh it could definitely kind of grow and we could have all these digital formats to to, to watch shows on.
2: I really right. think uh, I, I think that's great. I mean, I sorry, Ken, I didn't mean to cut you off. I as as the networks go more and more towards Whitney and crap like that Um, I think it's important I mean I really do and we could do a whole episode on this but I I really think it's important for this Netflix bit and even the stuff that's on Hulu and things like that Mm -hmm. to to be successful because that's that's going to be the for people like us that want to watch shows like Parks and Rec and Arrested Development and Community and stuff like that it's um, it's gonna I feel like we're about to enter a phase where it's gonna be harder and harder to find that stuff by traditional methods and we you know for people like us having Netflix or Microsoft or whatever um, produce okay. that kind of content uh, that's a big deal for mm-hmm. us I mean it's a big deal for me anyway um absolutely I, I'm, I'm hoping well it's for great things from the rest of development and from house and all this stuff I just I want it to succeed even if, like house of cards is a great example of you guys have sold it to me really well. It's not normally the sort of thing that I want to watch, you know, but yeah. I want to watch it just if for no other reason than help it be successful. You know what I mean? And 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 hopefully more of that stuff comes as we, as we uh, get more and more into that method. Sweet. Well, uh, Brian,
0: anything you've been watching on TV that you wanted to mention? <laughs> oh, man. Uh,
2: the, the only thing that I was really – Or did you see a movie doing...
0: this week you wanted to – you, wanted yeah, you want to talk
2: about? Do the weekly recommend bit here, or you want uh, to hold that?
0: One? Well, if you I, not necessarily if you're going to recommend it, I was just okay. asking if you had seen a movie this week. I don't know if you yeah <laughs> see what you would I want did, to recommend or sure. what.
2: I did see a movie this week, and uh, and I'm, I'm <laughs> I hesitate to mention it because I didn't yeah, give it. Yeah, that's a whole the one I'm asking break. about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess Thursday night I went to see the oh, I intended to go see the Stallone movie, uh, Bullet to the Head, just because, you know, Stallone. And so I went to do that. I missed the showtime, so I'm looking at – I'm already here, so I look up, and the only thing that was playing within the next 20 minutes was Identity Thief with uh, him, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, no. And I was already there. You know, I have a movie pass. It's free. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it a try. And it wasn't horrible, and I'm—I feel nervous even to say that it's not the worst thing I've ever seen because it looks horrible. It yeah. just looks like the worst thing. But I—I um, I didn't hate my life. I laughed a little bit. It's easy laughter the whole time. It's—it's it's the easiest jokes that you can make. Um, the script is appalling. Uh, the, guy, <laughs> the guy who wrote it is—I uh, didn't know his name, and now I can't think of it off the top of my head, but. I went back and looked afterwards, you know, and his last, his most recent credits were Scary Movie three and four, and The Hangover two and three. So, oh, um, clearly he's a he's a wordsman, a wordsmith, and a, a craftsman of of uh, of writing scripts. But yeah. uh, it's appalling. But the direction's pretty good. It's the guy who did uh, Seth Gordon, the guy who did Horrible Bosses, which is pretty pretty solid comedy. I, and uh, it's I, not awful. Horrible Bosses was okay to me. Richard, did you yeah, see that?
1: I'm, uh, I did not. I never I never saw that. I apologize. I enjoyed
2: horrible bosses. I think it was funny. Yeah, it at its uh, moments. No. Yeah, definitely. Char- Charlie this Day was the best similar. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's similar. This is it's it's not a huge hit by any means. And it, it took me about thirty minutes to decide that yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and laugh at some of these bits that I know are are pretty stupid. Um but it's it's not awful and it's you know for an hour and a half it you could you could do you could do worse so. i
1: uh i like i love Bateman obviously and yeah uh, as yeah. we all do uh but and i i i i hesitate to even talk about this because it's sort of controversial i am uh at a complete loss on melissa mccarthy i i i have to say I don't get it um I can't think of one time she's made me laugh. Even in Bridesmaid, I thought she was insufferable, even though the movie was good. <laughs> um, I, I, I saw her – everyone talks about – raved about her SNL hosting, and I thought it was one of the worst episodes in years. It, it To me, she's someone kind of doing a like a bad Chris Farley impression as a female and falling downstairs, and it's all physical. But it's not really – I don't know I've seen physical comedy done much better by much funnier men and women. Um I am a <laughs> embarrassingly enough a, a Gilmore Girls fan which she was on for years. Um and really love her. She's she's kind of a quirky character. She's not anything like the persona that she's sort of been doing in the last few years in film. Um and she's she's just sort of likable and funny and I so I it's not really her. I just for some reason this this comic persona that she's invented which admittedly Everyone else in the world finds hilarious um, is really lost on me. And the fact that she was nominated for an Academy Award <laughs> is absolutely
0: <laughs> insane to me. It I, is appalling. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I see. literally
1: remember screaming at the television last year, like well, she was nominated and just,
0: <laughs> like, just blown away and so. The most uh, Richard, the most memorable line is, "I don't know which end that came out of." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and that's 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 Academy Award nominated worthy. You know,
1: I sort of overstated where I said she was insufferable. Rizman, she's fine, she's funny, but that's like saying, I don't know, like, um, yeah, hey, uh, you know, uh, Ed Helms and The Hangover, Academy Award nominated. Right, it's like no, it was, he was serviceable, and uh, he read his lines in a funny way. Right, but it's to me, it's just kind of like uh, like society's trying to be too hip with like the, you know, the you know the, I don't know. It's just like I don't, I don't get it. I'm sorry, I'm going on way too long, but I, I, she is absolutely one hundred. I, I can see why,
0: and uh, when it's kind of the same thing when Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for um, Tropic Thunder. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like that, that was a was... great that was a great performance. But I mean, it's kind of like okay, come on, Academy Award. Let's be let's yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I would I would disagree with you a little bit on that because that's a pretty incredible performance. Not just the difficulty of it, but yeah. he's really locked in. And I,
0: it just it's a great performance. Left, but I mean, I mean, it's not. Left I'm, left I'm right. saying it's and McCarthy's is great too. But it's not one that you would normally see the Academy like going for. It's kind of it's kind of one of those trendy picks. You know what I mean?
1: Right, and but Downey, yeah. I mean, became an African American man and was, uh, in, you know, just sort of encapsulated his character of something that we've never really seen. It Was sort of a right. It's absolutely it, ridiculous. Kind of, yeah. So, but this girl put her leg up in an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, <laughs> pounds overweight. Yeah. Which is, I don't have any problem with that, but it's like everyone sort of like gives her points for that, and it's like, okay, well, right. Um. Uh, yeah. She well, just, I would say I'm just saying if she w- should be nominated for an Oscar. Amy Poehler should have, like, 95, oh, like, key yeah. bodies. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just, like, there's so many be- better talents out there. Yeah. Well, I, think- I would say no, if you are like Richard. Are funny, but- Go ahead. I'm sorry, Brian.
2: No, you're fine. If you're like Richard and you feel that way about Melissa McCarthy, then do not see Identity yeah. Thief. I-, I
1: saw the trailer and it was just like, ugh. And everyone in the theater was just rolling laughing, kind of like well, yeah. you at the.
2: I kind of take the middle ground. I don't, I said going in, I think I tweeted something like, you know, this is – we might as well retitle this. Going in, retitle this, Melissa McCarthy Makes Us Regret Bridesmaids, you know, because I just I, – I saw the trailers too and I thought, oh my gosh, this is – she's just going to be a nut. And I don't I – don't, I'm not interested in that. Um, and she kind of is, but it's a little more reined in than I anticipated it being. And Bateman is a good – Bateman is so good at, at the – at slow comedy yeah. and it plays well – it plays relatively well, I'll say, He's in this sat- movie.
1: So. I mean, if you go back and watch old Jack Lemmon movies, it's so Bateman. I mean, he's this kind of comic straight man of our time. I really think he is. I mean, he's such right. good. He, I mean, he's funny. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not just a boring, stiff, straight guy. But Jack Lemmon was funny. And uh, he's uh, he's 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 great. But, yeah, I'm sorry. I went on way too long with Melissa McCarthy. I just – I don't – I'm at a loss. I don't get it. I, I wish her well. She seems like a really nice person. Loved her in Gilmore Girls, like I said. Would love to see her do some, like, smaller character work. But this, like – like I said, this Chris Farley Jack Black impression she's doing is uh yep. doesn't doesn't make the rich man laugh, but obviously, I'm in the minority.
2: Well, if you disagree with Richard's opinion and you want to tell him so, you can check out richardbarden RichardBarden.com
1: dot Richard com or tweet me at Richard <laughs> hey,
2: Just sla- uh, Richard,
0: I will say that it made thirty seven million dollars opening weekend, so there will most likely be a sequel. Are
1: you serious? <laughs> Did it make that much money? Yeah. Like, it
0: it, it money. made like a ton yeah. of money. I mean,
1: she's a star. I mean, she's an absolute star and I love her and I want to be on her team. No. <laughs> but if I was just that big of a front runner and just changed immediately. No, like, it's great. Obviously, like I, it's one of those things where I hopefully I'm self-aware enough in life where I say, look – Everyone else in the world gets this. Don't be a don't be a jerk about it because you're obviously something's wrong with you, Richard. So I fully get <laughs> that. I'm just saying personally, don't get it. But I'm just old yeah. man, Richard. I'm going to go back in my my chair now and uh, just keep
0: talking about Jack Lemon. That'll yeah. help.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Way to scoot young, Barton.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I um Something else I wanted to mention off the top uh, kind of movie news. I
2: saw a trailer for uh, Monsters University. Did you guys see that? I haven't seen the trailer yet. No, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I feel like I've let the podcast down this it, week. It, it
0: right. is, uh, I it's not Not like I told you guys to watch it beforehand or anything, right. but uh, I, that's it just came YouTube, out. Right. I think it just came out yesterday. Um, yeah, it looks really, really funny, and I just want to say I'm really, really stoked about it. And, um, when does any, it come out? It comes out, uh, I believe in June. Usually that's June. when pic, the, yeah. the Pixar movie comes out of mm-hmm. the year. Um, right. so. I watched Monsters, Inc. the other day, and man, that's one of the great Pixar movies. And uh, anything besides Brave is a good thing. So I'm really stoked about that. <laughs> Not a yeah, Brave uh, fan. I liked Brave, but I mean, it didn't feel like a Pixar movie. It felt like yeah, a Disney. It, it felt Pixar, like a Disney movie.
2: Yeah, you know,
0: it felt like yeah. a a. Beauty and the Beast, kind of, you know, mm, yeah, it didn't yeah. feel like a clever, like Pixar esque, you know, which Monsters Inc. Right. had. I mean, I watched it yesterday, and I just felt like, from the just from the opening credits, you're like, wow, this is already like, it's got that charm to it. And Brave mm. didn't have the charm, so I'm I'm really excited about it, and um, can't say can't have enough John Goodman. So,
2: totally. No, that's a good that's a good one to bring up. I I love Monsters Inc. and I think it's one of the more underrated. Um, I keep saying underrated every week on podcasts. I'm going to call something underrated. That'll be my bit. Um, <laughs> I think it's one of the forgotten Pixar movies. Let's put it that way. It's Everybody my number one toy story and Incredibles and, and those are all great, but I love monsters Inc. And I, I think it's, I think it was a, an important film for that studio to go from, you know, I think they did toy story and then bugs life. Um, and I want to say that was the next one. Maybe toy story two is right after that, but, uh, it had a whole lot of, uh, a lot of warmth, a lot of heart, and also very clever, uh, just like Toy Story and everything else. But I thought it was a – I think it's a great movie. It's one of my favorites. So I'm I'm excited to see the sequel, um, especially given that the last couple of Pixar movies have been – Brave was – I liked Brave, but it, you're right. It wasn't a Pixar movie, and Cars 2 is just awful. I so didn't even bother seeing Cars 2. Back so, to, yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I hope The Incredibles gets a sequel. Yeah, yeah. I know we're, we're getting always... a finding we're getting a
1: Finding Nemo one.
0: Right? Yeah, right. Albert
1: Brooks just signed on today for Finding Nemo too. By the way, little news for you, late breaking. Richard Barden reporting. It's now Brad. Bur-
0: it's Brad Bird that did The Incredibles, so right. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably why Brad Bird's been doing everything. So
1: what's he have coming up next? Do we know what's Brad um, Bird doing? He's
0: doing a yeah. movie um, with Damon Lindelof, who wrote Prometheus. Yeah. <laughs> and Star Trek. It's called Tomorrowland. Okay. And, and, and it's, a, a it's a it's a sci, it's a sci-fi movie. That's all they've told us. And I guess yep. it'll kind of do. We know, do we know be a, who's be, in a, it? be a backstory to the Disneyland Tomorrowland. Uh, you know, I'm sure it has some kind of tie-in, like Pirates of the Caribbean style to that. Um, right. And, uh, we don't know anything other than the title and the writer and the director. So okay,
2: everyone yeah. Everyone thought it's it was crowded in mystery. So.
0: Everyone thought it was Star Wars Seven at first because it was Brad yeah. Bird and Damon Lindelof. Sorry. And because of Brad Bird's connections to Disney. So they thought the working title was 1952. Oh, Everyone's okay. like, everyone just... like that's, that's Star Wars 7 or whatever. That's somebody I would love to see do one of the other. I didn't even think
1: about that until just now. I love Brad Bird. I thought MI4 was awesome. Brad Bird was right. my
0: number one for, for
1: um, Episode Star 7.
2: Wars. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm, I hope he does 8 or 9 because, yeah, I hadn't even yep. thought about him. That's awesome. I'd be 100% down for that.
2: Brad Bird is director. Tom Cruise is handsome.
1: <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got hey, by the way, if you told me Tom Cruise was Boba Fett, I'd be 100% in.
2: Totally. <laughs> He's just playing the guy from Collateral, but with a mask. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, 100% in on that. Not kidding. At all. I, have I, a love feel- collateral. I have
0: a feeling the, Bo- the Boba Fett movie is just going to be like a galactic uh, Dread 3D. Did you guys see yeah. Dread 3D? <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be yeah. like super slow-mo, just like oh. um, futuristic, like... Swarms Can we get Denzel?
1: And... Can Denzel
0: play? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. What let's we need get to Jay get to play Wesley D-Zone Snipes
2: playing Boba Boba Fett. Oh, Bring back let's
1: go. Wesley get out of jail.
0: Yeah, Wesley, Seriously. come on, come on, All bro. Right. We're running long here. Let's go. Let's go to our movie of the week. Let's go to the movie of the week. Um, anything else before the movie of the week, or we're going right now? Let's do it. We're going right now. Hit it. Ladies, prepare yourselves for the movie of the week right now hey ma'am fam question for you: do you own a small business or are you a boss are you looking to hire awesome people but you just can't find somebody to fill that role well, let me tell you about ziprecruiter.com with ziprecruiter you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click in fact over 80% of jobs posted on ziprecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours For supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Hey, what's up, ma'am? Fam, Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh, it's sourced from local farms. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. You really believe this story? Osama bin Laden? Yeah. What Parker missed you? Her confidence. All right, guys. Um. We are back with the movie of the week. Um, Brian, you want
2: to start yeah. things off? Give us your thoughts of Zero Dark Thirty, sir. Sure. Uh, best movie of the year for me. Um, I, I uh, went back and forth. When I did my top ten of the year for uh, the website, I went back and forth on it between uh, – which I was going to put at number one between Zero Dark Thirty and Argo, and which we'll talk about Argo next week. Stay tuned for that, kids. And um, – but I finally decided. I thought when I look back at 2012, great year for film, um, that I was going to remember Zero Dark. I was going to remember it as the year that Zero Dark Thirty came out. And um, I, I am. I'm still. I've seen the movie twice in theaters, um, which is rare for me. I don't see a lot of movies multiple times before they get to DVD or Blu-ray. Um, I, I'm usually a once, and then I got to move on to something else. Um, but completely mesmerized by it. Both times that I saw it, it's an incredible film. It's incredibly well-made, and uh, it's important. Um, I, don't, I don't say that about a lot of films either, um, but I feel like it's, it's one that people need to see. It, regardless of how they feel about the, you know, the controversy of the torture and whatnot, uh, it's an important film to see. And if that's not enough, I think it has the best performance of the year by by anybody, by Jessica Chastain. So, right, is that enough for you guys? Go see the movie. That's um, that's pretty good, Richard. Uh, yeah, it's a movie that
1: kind of is the period of the of the long sentence of the 2000s. I mean it's it's the uh, the the this decade. You know, not necessarily cleanly two thousand through two thousand and ten, but loosely, you know, two thousand and one, say through two thousand and twelve, right. was was dominated by this this tragic event that happened and the sort of manhunt, and then you know wars, even more than a manhunt that were started thereafter. And this movie, I think, obviously in you know in real life the uh, the assassination of Osama bin Laden. uh is you know, a nice little happy ending, you know, though th- th- that being said, it's not lost on me that, you know, many lives were lost in the process. But this movie really, I think, like Brian said, not only best movie of the year, but it's important because it sort of puts a period on, on that sentence and uh, you artistically and historically get to see uh, really firsthand uh, how that went down. It's a, It's a movie that makes you rather, dare I say, proud to be an American. Uh, as opposed to Argo, which makes you really proud to be a Canadian if you are Canadian. <laughs> exactly. Um, yep. They come off. I mean, we'll talk about this more last week, but they come off so well in that movie. The Americans come off as meh. We're, we, you know, we had to do what we had to do. Uh, but uh, you know, this movie makes you really proud. And you know, the the tortures of touchy touchy stuff. I actually uh, consider myself uh, pretty progressive on on a lot of issues, uh, and I hate torture. But you know. <laughs> uh, if it didn't work, uh, we wouldn't be doing it for the last, say, I don't know, four thousand years. Right. Um, obviously, there's false intel that comes from torture. You know, it, it, there, there is, there is an argument in saying, uh, you know, well, if someone's being tortured, they'll say anything to not be tortured, and that's that's true. However, you do oftentimes get real information too. Uh, so it's it's brutal and it's it's upsetting, certainly. But you know, sometimes <laughs> uh, upsetting things need to be done. Uh, right. and uh, so I, I I say that not really knowing how I feel about torture in in the grand scheme of things uh, but until another option is given uh, this, this shows that it was effective in this case I mean if you take this this movie for face value. I don't see it as a particularly pro-torture mo- mo- movement uh, – no. movie. Um, I don't really know where that whole uh, – it seems like it sort of came from the – not even liberal but ultra-liberal Hollywood sphere is where right. it came from. And they do themselves a disservice by by uh, by kind of going against this movie because it's, it's a movie that really unites us as a country and that we sort of – I mean I don't know. I remember my favorite – and this trivializes it but it, it's true my favorite moment ever on Twitter was the night that that he was assassinated because everyone came together and were making you know jokes and yeah. and uh, just <laughs> right. just really celebrating this kind of triumphant moment um, it was epic yeah. and it, it's a, whether people were Republican or Democrat you know I have some staunchly Republican friends that were really excited about President Obama be killing i mean you know being the president when when obama was killed and and for that moment he was he was their fearless leader and so to sort of go against the movie because of your political beliefs i feel does really you just make yourself look like an idiot Right. right. Um, it's a really important movie and fact is the job was done how it was done and and that's it sorry now i'll shut up for the next 10
2: minutes <laughs> No, you're right though, it, and and I'll jump in just for a sec, but you are it's not a pro-torture movie. And I, I, I'm it. with you. I don't understand – I feel like it's one of those things where it's like people saw the trailer and then said, oh, that's pro-torture and never bothered to see the mo- – you know what I mean? Never bothered to see the movie and find out for real what's happening there. Um, and in fact, I mean some of the most crucial uh, evidence that they get or some of the most crucial information that they get – doesn't really come from torture. It comes uh-huh. from them tricking him. You know what I mean? And, and that's, so it's hard for me to, it, I had a hard time stomaching the people complaining about it's pro torture movie and all this stuff when no, it, it's really not. It's, it's a presentation of the facts that were presented to, uh, Catherine Bigelow, the director and Mark Bull, the, the writer and yep. okay, then that's, you know, let's just do that. I don't, I, you know, that's, yeah. I don't did, I mean to go off on a tangent there, but um, no, I'm it, with it's you not a pro-torture movie, and and people need to understand that. If you don't like the movie, you don't like the movie. You don't want to watch it, you don't want to watch it, but don't don't apply a tag to it that's not applicable. You know, yeah, Not so, at all. I'm sorry. Kent, give us your thoughts on the movie. <clears throat> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I seen,
0: have also seen this movie twice, um, and the first time I saw it, I – wasn't sure what I thought about it because it was so powerful in so many Mm -hmm. different ways. Um, And the second time I saw it, um, which was fairly recently, um, it kind of cemented in my mind that it was the best movie of the year of 2012. Um, Even though it was the best movie, I will say it's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. My favorite was Django. It was number one. Um, But it's a better – it's the best movie. I agree with you when you say that. This will be the year that we remember Zero Dark Thirty. I think we'll remember right. Avengers and Zero Dark Thirty as the big movies
2: mm-hmm.
0: of the year. The and um, but yeah, I totally agree. How this was such a wait.
1: Parker came out in twenty thirteen,
0: right? Right. Yeah. Movie. Okay, movie forty three too. So we're good. that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Just making sure. <gasps> yeah. Right. Um. It's this movie is such a um. As Richard said, a a dot on the eye or period at the end of the sentence or a, as I kind of was thinking for a word to, um, to summarize kind of a concentration of our feelings, um, post nine 11, these past 10 years, it was just, um, and the last time I watched it, I tried to, th- to, um, really try to figure out which scene kind of summarized the movie. And it was the scene where they're in the conference room of the embassy in, um, in Pakistan and Mark Strong's character comes in to burst into the conference room and, uh, Chastain's in there and, um, uh, Chandler or Kyle Chandler's character and everyone's in there and he busts in and he's like ranting about what happened on nine 11. He's like, um, it's right after it's right at the start at the second hour. So he, at the Human Error, I guess, chapter, because, you know, right. it's divided into chapters. And uh, he says, like, they murdered 3,000 of our citizens, and we, what have we done about it? We haven't done anything, you know? It's like, yeah. Yeah. What have we done? I want specific targets. I want people. I want, I mean, I think that's the way the American people felt about it, too. I mean, even though we were right. in these wars and we've been doing all this supposed, you know, CIA investigation, no one felt that there was any um, resolve. Um, for anything that happened on nine 11. Sure. It's until it's a, yeah,
1: it's a really cathartic movie to watch as an American. I mean, it's, it's a, uh, you know, you hate this, you <laughs> you hate to say that a movie about assassination of, of anyone, you know, yeah. evil, good, whatever is the feel good movie of the year, but it is, right. it is especially feel good. I mean, I've came out of that movie, you know, really proud and almost glowing in a weird way.
0: Right. And I, I also think that the movie deserves a lot of credit, not only for the, what it stands for, you know, uh, for us Americans, but just as a movie in general. Oh yeah. It's um, a bad, it, it movie. is just, it is just a great yeah. uh, thriller. Uh, really. Yeah. I mean, the acting is just hundred percent for from everybody. And I feel uh, Jason Clark who right. I feel was kind of overlooked, um, in this movie. He's very, oh, yeah. very good in it. Um,
1: I mean, if this movie was fictional, I, it's still a top, three maybe number one movie of the year right, still yeah. it's uh it's easy to focus on the social side but
0: gosh wow it is and it's absolutely just just done so well the um direction and i didn't know something i didn't notice the first time that i did notice the second time was that during the osama raid during the actual scene there's no music whatsoever yeah it's complete silence and so you really <laughs> i mean that 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 leads to a lot of the um the heart pounding for me. What else did you guys think about? Um, Chastain. I mean, I know a lot. Of, uh. There's there's controversy surrounding the fact that. Um and, and I I don't know what I, if I agree with it, but um the fact that she was so empowered by mm-hmm. by Catherine Bigelow. I mean this Maya person, whoever she is, and Bigelow kind of made it seem like it was all her that did everything. I mean, it kind of t- to me it kind of felt like. It's kind of a slight at the people that have been working tirelessly behind the scenes as well, you know. And right. there is a scene where um, Gandolfini, who plays the CIA director, um, gets on the elevator with a guy, and he's like, "What do you think about the girl?" And the guy goes, "She's really smart." And he goes, "We're all really smart, you know." Right? It's like, "Hey, why kind isn't self aware? Yeah, why isn't anybody yeah. looking at me? I've been doing this just as long as anyone." And mm-hmm. and
2: um, so, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Richard, why don't you go first because i then I'm just gonna
1: it's admittedly something I haven't really thought about. I mean I think it's something it, it would be it's you know you obviously want to have your protagonist in a movie and i you know maybe they and took she
0: and s- the whole line that people always reference is the i'm the mother effort that found this place, you know yeah right like, and uh, like come on let's be real you didn't find it like a, it maybe a that's lot
1: something where people found <laughs> whoever leaked the story to Bigelow and bowl um. Maybe to protect themselves, maybe they took three or four people and sort of made them into one uh, to kind of help dramatically tell the story. Uh, sure. so, so I don't know. I don't know. I haven't researched too much into the – you know, because it's so cloudy. Right, and that's what I'm uh, saying,
0: and it was done purely for a – to empower a woman. Uh, that's what people
2: are saying because uh, to empower right. a yeah. woman in this situation – I with that a little bit. I mean you've got to – it's the same as like taking a a, a seven hundred page book and compiling it into a, a two hour movie. You know, yeah, you. Yeah. I, I'm all for giving people credit that they're due, but you also have to. You can't put everything in there. I mean, we're talking about a twelve year or eleven year, I guess, uh, something like that. A search. Of course, there's going to be a ton of people that had input in all this. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and I think it helps it narratively. Yeah, yeah. And it's and, not like this Maya person's out there. You
1: know, signing book deals and getting credit for right. it. I mean, yeah, as far right. as the exactly. public is concerned, she doesn't exist. So it's not like it's really you know she probably whoever she is gets some crap in the office about it. But uh, right. you know, if if they've got to take six people and turn them into one to tell a story, I mean, personally, it doesn't offend me, Kent. But it maybe I mean, sure. I, it doesn't people, offend me
0: I, either. But I'm just okay. saying they offended the people. Some I mean, people, it's yeah. it's yeah. Right. It, that's, yeah, that's 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 why they're saying. It's not going to win Best Picture because of reasons like that, and I don't know. Well, that's silly. That's I, I think silly. that's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's
1: not a documentary. I mean, it's it, not. Yeah. It,
0: yeah.
1: It yeah. owes it owes itself to be as historically accurate as it wants to be and can get away with being. Yeah. I think it got away with whatever the heck it wanted to do. I think it's awesome. And at that point, it should be judged as a movie, not as a piece of right. historical accuracy. Right.
2: Well, yeah, they're they're telling a story, and I mean, it doesn't mean. It's not like Catherine Bigelow came out and said this is the story. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, there's, there's going to be sides to every story, and, right. and they told their story. And my goodness, it's a, it's good, and the way that they do it is incredible. And I, you know, I, so I have nothing. Honestly, I have nothing bad to say about the movie. I thought it was very close to just to to being perfect. Right, um, I did too. And, yeah, I agree. Uh, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with Kent and I talked about this on the on the radio a few weeks ago, but. Um I think that a great deal of pressure was put on on the shoulders of Jessica Chastain, and she completely blew it away. I thought yeah. she was just I thought she was incredible um, I love her just in general I think the the fact that she was not a she was not anybody in Hollywood just like eighteen months ago, and then all of a sudden she's one of the bigger dramatic stars <laughs> of uh, of the industry is mm-hmm. is Quite the quite the tale to begin with, but I've she's one that I watch on screen, and I think I am just so glad somebody found her because she's so great at everything she does. But this is a role that I think would have swallowed up almost any other. I mean, I, I can say any other, but you know, just about any other actors out there. Who this was it going to be? I can't remember. Pressure. Who was well, supposed to be? Chris
1: Stewart, I think, could handle it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, uh, yeah. Um, it was wait. supposed
0: to be somebody else I had heard, but I can't remember who. I'm, I'm being serious. I, I can't I'll,
2: think of that. I don't. I guess I haven't heard tweet, that.
0: Tweet at us or email us and um, let us know. If you Maybe like. it
1: was Melissa McCarthy. Yeah.
0: Okay. That, <laughs> she's, I a, about, she's
2: an Academy Award nominated actress, <laughs> yeah. Richard. Yeah. Her
1: and Jessica Chastain have she the same amount of nominations. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Um, but I just I, – I did think it was – if there was a better performance this year then I guess it might have been Daniel Day Lewis in Lincoln, but even for me, for me, I would put what Jessica Chastain did above even what uh, what Daniel Day Lewis did in Lincoln. Um, it's a oh, it's an incredible performance, and she it's a character that really I think could have become obnoxious uh, in the wrong hands, and she just like the line that you just talked about, Kent, with the yeah. you know um, I'm the mf'er that found this place. That's a that's a very brash line that I think a lot of other actors. And she's saying it to failed. James Gandolfini too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she just she she hit the right tone, and I feel like it was that's that was a that's a microcosm of the whole movie for her. Just every every spot where she could screw up, she knocks it out of the park. And uh so hey, I'm I, looking
1: right now, and uh, the character of Maya is based off a composite of two female CIA officers. Okay. Alfreda Francis Bikowski and Michael Ann Casey. Okay, sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, I, that, I thought it was a, an incredible performance. I thought she carried the movie. I did not expect that. I, I thought it was not going to be so much of a an acting movie, I guess. I thought it was more, it looked to me like it was going to be more of a narrative and a director. You know what I mean? A director's movie. Um, and I thought but Bigelow was great, but I thought if, if you didn't have Chastain doing what she did, it falls flat, and uh, she was just incredible. So yeah. that's my um, – and,
0: and hats off to the writers, uh, to yeah. Mark Bull, the writer. Um, yeah, such good writing. I I paid a lot of attention to that second time around, and it, it holds up very well. I mean it's a very, very well-paced movie, very well-written. Um, and if it wins Best Screenplay, um, I would not be upset really, I don't think.
2: Sure, sure. I think it
0: would be – well. I think it's a better screenplay than The Hurt Locker. For sure. Yeah, oh, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on
2: um, Zero Dark Thirty, gentlemen? Nope. That's all I got. There. I should clarify. I I thought coming in that it was going to be more of like Argo, which is kind of an ensemble acting, you know what I mean, uh, rather than dependent on one. Yeah, yeah, singular performance. So that's that's gotcha. kind of that's what I was trying to say. But
0: yeah, um, and I I kind of agree there. I liked it more than Argo. Um, I think. It's just a more, like you said, a more important film, um, and I can see why Argo would win Best Picture. But um, man, I hope Zero Dark Thirty has a chance. I really do. I really hope it, kind of hope it beats Argo. Sorry to say that. I know your guys are rooting for Argo, but
2: I, I think it's the best move of the year. I just, I, I do understand why Argo is. We're like right, I, we yeah. said, before, it's more Hollywood. Next- it's way more Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought Argo was was a great movie. So it was my number two movie of the year, obviously. So I mean, you know, yeah, I, you're I'm not gonna, gonna complain if my second best movie of the year is gonna is gonna win Best Picture. Better so.
1: than the artist. Yes. Oh, God.
2: yes. I
1: will say though, and I've said this many times, The Artist the best silent movie of 2011 <laughs> and that, and that's the title you, of
2: the decade. Yeah, um, I,
1: yeah, exactly. You know what? You're right. I, I'll dare say that that is the best silent movie in the last 10 years. And and that's something you can ever take away from the artist.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> All right, guys I, gotta, uh, I got to
1: run, but it's been fun.
0: You gotta been fun. got to run. It's been fun.
1: And I, I'm, I'm holding a gun. You always got to run. I know it's a, it's, it's hard to wrangle me guys.
2: Yeah. Hey, do okay. we have? Do you guys have any uh, anything you want to recommend for the week? I do. I, well, I want to. So you guys go ahead and go. You gotta run.
0: I mean, you. Got, I'll stay on. But okay. I mean, House of Cards. My recommendation I already went over. Yeah, I was gonna mention House of Cards, but I wanted to also mention The Walking Dead. Uh, season premiere okay. was this past week. It had like 17 million viewers or something crazy. Yeah. Um, really, really good show. Um, if you haven't gotten into it, get into it. Get on Netflix. Watch season one and two. It's really good. Uh, do you guys watch The Walking Dead, Brian? Do you watch it? No, I do. I do. Uh, you do watch I, it.
2: Yeah, I I fell away from it after the break of season two and kind of got bored with it, and then re- caught back up before season three started, and and it got the momentum back. and I I really, I haven't watched this week's episode yet, but um, I felt like it left in a good place at the uh, the break uh-huh. of season three. So I'm excited to get back into it. It's a it's a fun show it's fun to me to see how many people that you don't i mean it's it's kind of a horror thing but so many people that i know that i wouldn't expect to watch it it's become kind of this cultural phenomenon where so many people watch it that you're you know like my my uh wife's aunt and her husband watched the walking dead and it's just such a you know one of those. yeah it is random things. yeah yeah
0: i agree um it's a good show very well done very um visceral in a lot of ways, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. crazy that they allow some of that stuff on television, but it's, um, like I said, it's awesome, and please get into it, and you're missing out if you don't watch it. Brian, Weekly Recommend?
2: Yeah, I, I just watched a, a movie today that uh, I think I think a lot of people would like. It's, it's called The Imposter. It's a documentary from last year hmm. um, that is, it's about this it's about a boy from San Antonio who like in the early nineties went missing. And then about four years later, uh, the family gets a call from the authorities in Spain and they say, we've got your son here. And so they bring the kid home and then it, Slowly unravels from there of whether this you know it, clearly it's not the, it's not their kid and as the mystery kind of gets uh, unraveled it it's it's it gets picked up really hard it's very intense um, it's it really had my heart racing and, and kind of uh, almost in a horror movie sort of way or a thriller I guess um, mm-hmm. it's it's really good and really it's got a little more production value than I really like from my documentaries but uh, the story is great. Um, and the people involved, it, it's just, it's very interesting. It's worth watching. I don't, it's not on Netflix yet, but documentaries usually have a way of finding their way there pretty quick, but I had to actually go and find it and rent it from, from a, you know, an actual store, which is weird, but, um, Where'd you it's go? really good. It's What's really, the, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, video family store? video actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Still got a couple of those around and that, yeah, that's, that's usually, history. yeah, that's usually where I go if I've got a Yeah, family videos somewhere. the jam, dude. <laughs> yeah, they have so much great stuff. Yeah, so I'm it is still a video, up,
1: video update guy for me, but yeah, video <laughs> update,
2: video <laughs> update. Wow! One what time, I rented update. a
1: movie there in the middle of the summer. I was with my mom. I was probably in fifth or sixth grade, and I handed the movie and/or video game that I was renting to the girl. She looked me in the eye for oh, about a three Mississippi, and then vomited all
0: over my mother. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice good times video, video
0: <laughs> update Later, you went on a video
1: date update, ladies and gentlemen on
0: customers since
2: 1996 <laughs> good times good times All right, we gotta hey kent where can we find you this week on twitter
0: or well else. i just want to tell the listeners you can like us on facebook just search oh, for yes. search for mad about movies podcast and we have oh. a facebook page and you can also email the show with comments suggestions for topics and complaints uh you can email and direct all complaints toward uh, at Richard Barden. No, I'm just kidding. All, uh, at, <laughs> no at
1: just all at fact, I'll come back at you. You're not <laughs> going to win. You're not going to win against me. I'm angry. I've got anger issues.
0: You can email <laughs> the show at Mad About Movies Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, Mad about Movies Podcast at Gmail dot com. You can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison K E N T like Superman Garrison with two R's. Brian, where can I find you
2: online? Yeah, I'm at bgill12 on Twitter and you can find my reviews and movie content at thesoapboxoffice.com. Uh, and also if you're listening on iTunes, today, give, us a, give us a like on there and, and uh, give us a five-star review and, and we'll start building our audience and we'll be forever grateful.
0: Yes, thank you very much. Richard, where can we find you online?
1: You can find me at RichardBarden on Twitter or RichardBarden.com.
0: All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Until then, We'll see you at the cinema! Hello! Uh, see ya!